Hi, this is Marvin Etzioni, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Mr. Andros Jones. Radio 8-Ball. You're listening to Radio 8-Ball. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Step up and give us a shake. We're here in your ear. This could be our year, the year of tempting fate. Wherever you are, perhaps in your car, your questions are put to song. Embrace your faith, there's no escape, perhaps you'll sing along. Randomly or aligned with an order beyond all mortal can. Surrender all will to the warp and the woof of our gentle and good friend. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. And now, it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome to the Radio 8 Ball Show. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. This is Radio 8 Ball Season 3, The Appening. 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 Where we are engaging the Pop Oracle using the Radio 8 Ball app, which is filled with every song recorded in the history of Radio 8 Ball, as well as a couple of hundred of my own. I hope by now you've downloaded the Radio 8 Ball app if you're an iPhone user. It's free and it allows you to play host and conduct your own musical divinations just as we do here on the show. The app also plays the latest podcast and selects the randomly chosen Pop Oracle Song of the Day. On last week's episode of Radio 8 Ball, Calvin Johnson asked, Will we get there? And received as his randomly chosen answer from the Pop Oracle, The Arms Race by Marvin Etzioni, recorded on Radio 8 Ball in Pasadena, California on January 9th, 2018. A man is nothing but a ship on dry land He needs more than a mirage on the hot desert sand We'll be joined in this episode by Marvin Etzioni, who is an illustrious and industrious producer, songwriter, musician who has been churning out tracks for decades under his own name with the Holy Brothers back in the late 80s with the band Lone Justice, and in between with a long list of artists, many of whom Marvin talks about in this episode, including one who is synchronistically drawn into our orbit, and we'll be getting to know even more about over the next couple of weeks. That's what's known as a teaser, folks. Stay tuned. In the meantime... This week finds me in a rather manic creative phase. Aside from keeping the weekly pace with Radio 8 Ball, I've been working on a few additional projects that have me pushing my own personal boundaries of how much inspiration I can handle. Chief among these are a new podcast and a new album of songs. The new podcast I'm working on is with Brian Connolly, who is a professional film nerd from Austin, Texas, and an old friend from Olympia, Washington. We'll be talking about films and TV shows and some music that the world is wrong about. We've already recorded five episodes, although as of this taping, 
None of them are published yet. Look for the first ones to launch in August. As for the new record, I've been slowly collecting tracks for a while now, recording as it seemed right to do so, but with no particular goal in sight. Lockdown changed that, of course. I started writing and then recording new tracks in my apartment and sending them around to some of the best musicians I know. It's my first foray into producing and engineering myself since the long-gone days of Tascam 8-track cassette recording, and it's been a blast to lose myself in the minutiae of subtle sounds that I've usually handed off to more professional technicians for most of my recorded career. In fact, I just put the finishing touches on the latest of these with my mixing engineer, Sheldon Gomberg. It's called Might As Well Make It Wonderful, and it features Ben LaCourt on drums, Dan Rothschild on bass, John Schroeder on electric guitar, Vikram Davistali on trombone, and Zachary Ray on organs. I sing and play the acoustic guitar. Check it out. It's a pretty cool chord To build a world around Each note its own reward Fast forward or rewound And when you're trapped and feeling bored Your solitude is sure You pour some verb into your mouth And all too soon The song is done And that's no fun Cause it's a really cool chord that's a nice little sneak peek, and if you'd like to hear the song in its entirety, well, I'm going to play it at the end of our bonus episode for Patreon subscribers. Why don't you become a Patreon subscriber? It's only $1 a month, and for that $1 a month, you get all of the bonus episodes, which is all of my questions, plus little perks like this. Uh, other ways you can help the show to, of course, download the Radio 8 Ball app and play with it with friends and loved ones or by yourself. It's full of some amazing music and a great way to share our format with people in your life. And, of course, no matter how many times I ask and how many times you refuse to do so, it is the job of every podcast host ever to remind you that leaving us ratings and reviews helps people to find our show. So if you want people to join the community of Radio 8 Ballers, of Synchronicity Surfers, of Pop Oraclers. Well, that's how you can do it. Give the show good ratings and reviews. And of course, if you haven't already, please don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast app so you'll get all our episodes as soon as they are released. And before we get down to digging into some synchronicity with this week's guest, let's do as we always do and kick off the musical divination with the Pop Oracle Song of the Day from the day I had my conversation with Marvin Etzioni on July 16th, 2020. It's the song Little Finger by Twig Palace, recorded on Radio 8 Ball at Theater Off Jackson in Seattle, Washington, on March 21st, 2010, as the answer to a question from Seth Green. 
Oh, hey, I got it. All right, cool. Hey, uh, is the world going to end in 2012? Okay. Is the world going to end in 2012? I'm now going to spin the wheel of eight, and the number that is chosen will pick the song. So... We've had. It's no. It's it's it's. We had. We. This is the fourth time that this number six has come up. So we've moved beyond the uh, beyond Satan to now. That's good, right? Uh, to twenty-four. Four times six is twenty-four. Forty-two. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you flip that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And this song is about a, a post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic eco utopia. It's called Little Finger. Uh-huh. It was written by my bandmate, Jordan. <laughs> now when we were young, I told you twice about the fall of civil things. I don't know if you heard me twice about the fall of civil things, but we both did survive our youth, so there must be some bit of truth in it. So let's grow our hair real long, and if we're lucky, it might take some root inside the sandy soil, beneath the arches of our tired foot, and send up from our weary feet nutrition, so we'll never have to eat. But so we don't know what's gone, we don't know what's gone, we just know there's something that we can't put our little finger on. together our own clothes now have you ever thought about constructing your own homemade clothes tradition we'll throw thread upon we'll stitch ourselves an octagon of silk and in this raiment we'll thus run like mutters making a masquerade recruiting other revelers condensing into a parade that slips through sunset city streets with trash bags more tattered sheet skin but so we don't Gone. We don't know what's gone. We just know there's something that we can't put our little finger on. So let's blow up big balloons and send them soaring into outer space. And just before they're out of reach, grab hold, soar up into space. Who cares? For stupid oxygen will die. Just begin again from here. Bumblebees, now can you just imagine us two both as baby bumblebees? That crabby queen says, Hurry up, we'll sip from every flower cup in town. But so we don't know what's gone, we don't know what's gone. We just know there's something that we can't put our little finger on. And if our honey lives don't Let's be killer whales instead Now wouldn't that be super sweet If we were killer whales instead Swimming through the season sounds Passing time by eating pounds of fish oh, Water, yeah dear Let's be water Simple pulling molecules 
will bounce around and bond with other simple polar molecules will interact by seeming chance involved and they tell me that it's so sweet but so we don't know what's gone we don't know what's gone we just know there's something that we can't put our little finger on And here we are on July 16th, 2020, talking to this week's guest on Radio 8 Ball, the return of Marvin Etzioni. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, Marvin. All right. Thank you, man. It's great to have you back. Your song, Arms Race, came up last week as the answer to Calvin Johnson's question, Will We Get There?, and uh, I want to talk with you about how you think that song answers the question. But before we do, I just want to check in how you're doing. What are you? How are you pandemicking? Where are you? And how are you? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm at home. Everything is good. Um, you know what happened on March 13th? I was in the studio, and I was about to record a new song. And I'd been working on this solo project for like 20 years. And I said to the engineer, I said, you know what? Let's not record a new song. Let me let me listen to like what I think could be the best of what I've recorded for this record called What's the Mood of the Country Now? He goes, okay. So we come up with like, you know, maybe the, the 12, you know, start narrowing it down from like 25 songs or something. And we go, great, you know, tell you what, I'll, I'll see you Tuesday. And... Um, you know, maybe we'll add shallow to something. Boom, Sunday, lockdown, California. <laughs> Monday, we call each other, go, we're not going to the studio tomorrow. No, we're done. I write a song called Quarantine Blues. I send it to my friend at uh, American Songwriter. He does a feature on it. A couple days later, I call up a friend of mine, Bob Duskus, who has a label, Six Degrees Records. And we've been talking for about a year, year and a half about doing something together. So I said, look, why don't we do a digital record company, you know? And I'll just hand you in records, just digital. I said, all the record stores are closed, you know? He goes, okay, let's do it. So we spent a couple months, you know, uh, putting the deal together. And so that's what I've been doing nonstop. I've been editing, editing songs, sequencing albums and uh, preparing for release uh, and, you know, uh, for 2020. So I've been reviewing, right, you know, like pre-COVID, the, the Holy Brothers cut an entire album. We had sessions booked in, in March and April to record the third album. We were going to record the third album and then mix them both and have them both ready. So I called Willie. I said, "You know what? Let, let's just let's just mix what we got." <laughs> so that's that's what we're in the middle of. So we're about four or five mixes in, and um, you know, and and then Gray Delisle, I produced some uh, an album's worth of songs for her that never got released digitally. So she's up for it. Uh, she used to be with uh, Sugar Hill Vanguard and the Williams Brothers, who were on Warner Brothers. We had a record that 
we recorded in 95, directed two-track with Greg Lees on pedal steel and Don Heffington on drums and me on bass and uh, Andrew and David Williams. And so I sequenced it and uh, put that together. So uh, they just sent me a cover for it. It looks great. Um, Ryan Hedgecock from Lone Justice, uh, he's sending me a record. And uh, so there's other stuff going on as well. So it's really been nonstop. I, it, you know, what's interesting about COVID this time is that under normal circumstance, pre-COVID, you kind of have this arc of time between where you are and where you're going. Meaning that you, you, you leave home and let's say you're going to the studio or wherever you're going in life, right? Work, you know, family, whatever's happening, right? Your day, you kind of have a half hour, hour in transportation, whatever your mode is, right? In LA, it's a car, right? You kind of get to where you're going. At the end of that time, whether it's three hours or 10 hours, whatever it is, you have another arc of time to decompress. Think about what you did, listen to the radio, chill out, you know, go out and get a cup of tea somewhere, you know. But now we don't have that as much. It's like we do something and we're in, it's like being on a flight that never ends, you know. So you got to find a little bit of time to get out, take a walk. You know, I found a couple studios uh, where we can actually record COVID safe, you know, wearing masks and all that. So uh, for, for me, it's a very fascinating uh, transition. Um, and but it's a challenge. It's a very challenging time. Um, it's challenging to keep one's spirits up and high and positive all the time. Sometimes the news gets to me personally, and I don't think I'm the only one. I've, I've heard from a couple of friends, and you know, a, a good friend of mine said, you know, sometimes I'm okay, and sometimes it's a real struggle, you know. And we, and I said, we got to be there for each other. That's what this is about right now, you know. And so this is my way of being there for the people I know and love that that I've worked with for many years. I mean, relationships that go back. You know, with Willie and the Holy Brothers, 40 years. With Ryan, 35 years from Lone Justice days. With the Williams Brothers, you know, same thing, 35 plus years. With Gray, 15, 20 years, you know. And everybody said, yeah, let's put out our records with you, Digit. That sounds great. Sounds like fun, you know. Like, you know, so I'm very lucky, very blessed to, to you know, it's. It, I think that this is like a reflection of my life, life's work for the past 40 years is what I'm going through. So it's a very cathartic time, you know, and I've been writing a lot of new songs and I haven't had time to go into the studio to record them, you know, so. Um, but uh, so that that's kind of what's happening. So clearly COVID has slowed you down. I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, yeah, grinding halls. Yeah, grinding halls. Yeah, I hate to, I hate to hear when uh, when 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 the things gum up the works like that. Uh, yeah. Well, let's 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 talk about. No, honestly, that's that's really. I hope that that's. Uh, it's one of those this weird meme that's been going around, like when someone they they say or they make jokes on late night talk shows or whatever. They're like, you know, if you you're out there being creative, just remember we hate you. You know, it's like uh -huh. wait a second. No, no, no. I think that's. I think it's quite the opposite. I mean, 
I I have sympathy for people who are unable to find some sort of mojo in this, and I certainly have a lot more sympathy for people who actually have to be frontlining it for minimum wage, but mm-hmm. uh, or or close yeah. to, but. But I think that I think that there's something in what you're talking about. I hope that what I, my point in all that is that rather I'd like to confront that meme and that idea and say, when when you hear of someone saying that they're being creative and they're being and what I hear really clearly in what you're saying is not just being creative but really being in service, finding a way to put your creativity in the service of your community. Uh, yeah, you can do that from you can do that from your home, and if you're if you're a creative yeah. person. You can find inspiration. I understand, like you're saying, there's there's trauma all around us. We're you know we're dancing through the raindrops, and there's you know there's a lot of reasons to be to be scared. But you know, as an artist, there's a lot of reasons to be. There were a lot of reasons to be scared before COVID. Um, well, and, look, yeah. you know, you, you, you know, uh, you got to make a kind. I think for myself, I don't want to preach to anybody. Not not my way. But for myself, I have to make a conscientious choice. You know, and uh, I, I can fight the devil with song. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like me. He doesn't like songs. He doesn't like light. He doesn't like the positivity that I'm bringing uh, into the world. That's that's you know. So that 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 to me is is what this is this is about. And you got to make and and it's also uh, some kind of you know. Karmic, um, uh, you know, equation, so to speak. Like, what have you done? Where are you? And what can you do with what you've done to show other people, you know, what you've done with your work, with your life? If you just wake up one day in the middle of COVID and go, okay, I'm going to start writing songs now. Okay. I, I think that's fantastic. That's great. But it doesn't mean you have. Uh, a, a back catalog it doesn't mean that you've done this before but you're going to have that same struggle that same point of view pre-covid during covid there's going to be a moment in our history whether it's in one year or five years that there will be a post-covid moment in our history however long this is going to take we got to be in it for the long haul i feel like that is a good segue to discussing calvin's question and yeah. the song arms race So his question was, will we get there? And that could mean a lot of different things. And I encourage people when they interpret these, you know, not necessarily to get hung up on the details of the the person asking the question and really find the place where it's personal for them in the question. So when like when I hear will we get there, it means something different than when you hear it when than when Calvin said it. But I gave you, I sent you that, uh, the show, and you got a chance to listen to yeah. it. I'm kind of curious what you think about the song, your song, Arms Race, as uh, the answer to Calvin's question. Well, you know, when I work with artists, one of the things that I talk to them about, not all the time, but this has happened a couple of times, especially an artist that has never made an album before. And I'll ask the question over a cup of coffee, and I'll say, what does success look like? What does it look like to you? And a lot of times I'll get an answer. Oh my God, I want to reach a lot of people. I'd love to tour in Europe and Japan and, you know, okay, I got it. And then my answer is, you know, is about the present. 
Because will we get there is about the future. My answer to will we get there is we're already there. This is it. And, and I'll tell anyone that I work with, anyone who knows me, if you want to know what success looks like, look at this very moment that you're in. Meaning that when I'm talking to you, Andras, if you don't want to be talking to me and I don't want to be talking to you, that's not a successful moment. You're not successful. But if I want to be talking to you and you want to be talking to me, that's what success is. That's it. There's nothing more. There's nothing less. Everything else is everything else. That, that, that's, all, that's all there is. And the more we multiply these, these moments of positivity, where we constantly interact with people that we want to interact with and play music with and write songs with and be with in our personal and, you know, personal life, professional life, whatever we're doing, all of a sudden you start feeling like there's a certain momentum and a certain direction that you're going with, going towards. This is it. It's not where we're going to end up. It's where we are. We're already here. This is this is where we are. This is where we were meant to be. So I get that. But what do you think the song Arms Race relates to that question? I, I think that Arms Race is about two things. It's about the possibility of a third world war. And the most important element in the song is uh, wanting to find love uh, from, from the arms of a woman in love. That, that love... Is the one thing, the common denominator in the song, against the backdrop that the human race has had, you know, for 65 plus years of, of we could go into annihilation really at any moment. Any, uh, any kind of cryptic character from any major uh, country can kind of pull the trigger and it could be over. The world would be uh, could could uh, lean toward annihilation, and we live this with with this backdrop. Yet we still crave love, and we still uh, desire love, and and that and that is the most important thing. That's what the song for me really is about: uh, is is uh, looking for that, or accepting that you found it, and and living uh, living that. You know, so that's kind of the dichotomy for me as as the song. And for me, the backdrop of the song, unfortunately, the song is more current now uh, than it was when I wrote it uh, in the 80s. You know, so that in a sense, that's that's the power of song. You know, uh, it's just the way that uh, the song was written. I never uh, I try not to identify the characters of our time period within a song. Uh, because all of a sudden that that's what dates the song. But if there's a timelessness uh, to the songwriting uh, uh, presentation, then you can you can cut 30 years later and play the same song and it can still have an impact in its present time. And I say, unfortunately, that th there there are uh, crazy leaders in the world who have uh, you know, the, their index finger not too far away from big buttons, you know, uh, with with nuclear weapons. So um, that's still uh, in the consciousness of people around the world. It's it's something it's it's in the backdrop. We, we don't get obsessed about it. Otherwise, uh, we would live really uh, underground like moles.
<laughs> we would stop. If we thought about it too much, it's, it's too overwhelming. And I'm sure some people have thought about it a lot, you know. Um, you know, the, the film Dr. Strangelove is, you know, one of the one of my all-time favorite movies. And it, it deals with the absurdity of uh, people in power uh, who, who could actually annihilate the world. Who, who, what gives them the right, the authority and the power uh, to be able to do that to the human race, you know? But at the same time, we want to live our lives and all of us have one heart. Every human being has one heart whether you like that other person or whether you don't like that other person, but that's our commonality. And that's, and I think every human being uh, wants to experience love or at least aim toward that, uh, to, to be surrounded with that experience somewhere in their life and in the, in, within their day. And so that, uh, that's really the balance of the song. You, well, if I may decode, because I, I feel like there's two responses. One, your response, like you had a personal response to the question, which is that, that the question's about the future and it's yeah. all about the present. And then the song, as you're saying, that it has, it, since it has remained potent, like it's a, it's a, like you said, it's become more potent over time. And what it's, the song is addressing is a state of sort of constant peril and and the potential for love to transcend that and maybe connect these all of these ideas like will we get there comes from that sense of peril that the arms race is discussing and that sense of finding you know, like if we if you like being here and I like being here then right. this is a good moment that is almost like even though there isn't a woman love in love involved there is a sense yeah. of choice and consent and engagement correct. with another person, which could be that's defined correct. as love. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I think that's a I think that's a great answer. And actually, it kind of leads us in to the next question I have for you, which is about today's song of the day, uh, yeah. "Little Finger," performed by Twig Palace on Radio Eight Ball on the Spring Equinox, March twenty first, twenty ten. When we were young. I told you twice about the fall of civil things. I don't know if you heard me twice about the fall of civil things, but we both. Uh, there's actually a little bit of a backstory yeah. to that performance, which I, I uh, but I'll tell you after I get your uh, get your response. What did you think about that song, or or like how does it speak to you today? Well, you know, it's interesting. So I, I I'd like to know more about the song because I I like the, the vibe of it and. Um, you know, I noticed that I could be wrong, but in, in listening, Little Finger uh, was not uh, said in the song. And some, song, some songs are like that, you know, and I accept But yeah, she does say, put your little finger on. And I'll tell you the story about, the, about that, uh, that song and that performance. So that was performed at a show we did where Seth Green was our Skype-in guest to ask the question Seth and I acted in a film long ago and uh, he and it was this was in 2010 and his question was are we all going to die in 2012 mm -hmm. is the no is the world going to mm -hmm. end in 2012 and uh, we spun the wheel and this song was chosen and it's a song all about well we're in 2020 though yeah we're in 2020 mm -hmm. now 10 years yeah. later but this song played in, 20, in 2010 was about a time after 
the you know whatever whatever apocalyptic mm-hmm. thing happens sort mm-hmm. of the utopian rise of the feminine sort of like what uh, very much of what you're taught what the the positive side mm-hmm. of arms race is about this side of like once that plague of patriarchy and dominance and whatever is gone what's on the right. other side of that and uh and so it was sort of a perfect answer at that time and it actually i'll tell you it brings up, I sometimes wondered, life has gotten so weird. And I'll, sort of what you, it sort of goes to what you were saying. Like, you're describing this, I mean, COVID for you is a time actually of great, uh, it sounds like great energy and great productivity. And in a, in a similar way for me, these very dark times that we've been in have actually been a weird upswing for me. Sometimes I think like I'm, I can only thrive when times are bad, when times are too good. Just like I'm not built for those times in a way. I'm not quite sure what it is, but my own experience, sometimes I feel like the world did end in 2012. And like, I must be in a computer simulation because life should not be as magical and wonderful during such a terrible time as it has been for me. And it's so odd. I can't put my little finger on it. Yeah, I think that... um, what I do put a thing, the little finger on is, is what I was talking about earlier, is that you are able to look back and see the volumes of songs and the volumes of artists that you've intertwined with, interconnected with, and bring that to the present. Had you just woken up, uh, you know, today and go, you know what, I think I'll do a podcast with artists. Like, okay, that's a great idea. Go do that, but it would be very different. You, you, we, you and I might not be talking on the phone. You know what I mean? It's like our connection is there. Like as soon as you called me the other day, say, "Hey, you want to do?" That? I said, "Great." It was as if no time had passed. I can't tell you if it'd been a month since I talked to you or five years. I, I really don't remember. <laughs> but it didn't matter because the <laughs> connection was already there. So you, you, you know, this is coming back to you energetically. And it's thrusting you into your own renaissance with all the work that you've done. Well, certainly it's my experience of the show is that sort of whoever is the guest, because the guest is randomly chosen because by this, by the format, every guest is kind of like a tarot card. And you are like, you're definitely a good tarot (laughs) card, Marvin. You're it's a, you're very, you're reflecting back a really good aspect of humanity And that is going to make my whole week yeah. editing this and living with this one. Oh, it's going to be great. Good. I'm so happy. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and you know, I'm, and I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm doing COVID totally solo. I live, I have my own apartment and I'm all by myself. I have a girlfriend who's on the other side of the country. Oh, we wow. talk every day, a couple times right. a day. I'm doing this show. I'm talking with people on the phone all the time, being very creative. But really, it's like this is uh, you. Like you're saying you were doing good service, like mm-hmm. building your label, yeah. serving your community. Just you know, you, we we talked about it on the last episode, the, the the rock and roll rabbi, and you had mentioned that some people call you the rock and roll rabbi. Well, that's 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 the, <laughs> that's the role you're playing today. Those of you who don't know, like you got to join the Patreon campaign to hear the bonus episodes. But on the bonus episode, I asked about being a rock and roll rabbi and we got Inara George's song mm, Fool's right, Work. That's right. I and that. I just thought that was funny because her dad was Lil George, wow. the rock and roll doctor. Yes. I, I I was just reading an interview 
with uh, Van Dyke Parks. And I think that he had worked with Lowell George. And I think that he's working with her daughter. Uh, he, he's working with Lowell George's daughter. Yeah. He did do a record with her. He did a record with her. Honora. Yeah, he Correct. did a record with her. That yeah, I just read about amazing. that yesterday. And he's also yeah, been on Radio Meatball. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of which, let's get down to your question for the Pop Oracle. Were you mani- did you were you able to manage to download the app and get it? I, I think. Hold on, let me go to it. Let's see if it's uh, going to work here. <laughs> this is what came to mind. You'll get a kick out. Okay, here you go. Got it. What's the mood of the country now? What's the mood of the country now? <laughs> Very good. Now give it a shake and let's see what we get. Okay. How do I do this? Oh, your answer. It's going round and round. Let's see. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Perfect. What is it? <laughs> Who is it? Mike Wilcox, Psycho Blues. I think I'm being followed I'm pulling out my hair My girlfriend says You have to leave You just sit there in a chair So go call your sister You know she'll take you in Be sure and tell the whole story I say where do I begin Things got worse really fast it was a slippery slope They put me in the mental ward They took away my rope She came to see me every day She said I would be alright She even brought me pot roast Still we got into a fight I'm sleeping in the hallway with my paper shoes Won't take my medication I'm supposed to use Stuck here in this madhouse with the psycho blues She said I already lost a brother I won't let it happen again Just let the doctors help you Trust them, they're your friends Once inside, I refuse to eat Or even take a bath And what's worse, I could not sleep My mind slipped away from my grasp I'm sleeping in the hallway with my paper shoes Won't take my medication I'm supposed to use Stuck here in this madhouse with the psycho blues The things that I saw inside Would make a grown man pale They thought that I might just slip away Like a boat without a sail One night they took a new guy in He's tried to steal my face I saw a panther wink at me Man, I was in outer space I'm sleeping in the hallway with my paper shoes I'll take my medication I'm supposed to use I'm sleeping in the hallway with my paper shoes I'm stuck here in this madhouse with the psycho blues 
I'm stuck here in this madhouse with the psycho blues. I'm stuck here in this madhouse. Psycho blues. Madhouse. Madhouse. Psycho blues. They're coming to take me away. <laughs> I want my mommy. And that was Mike Wilcox with Psycho Blues, recorded on Radio 8 Ball on KAOS and Olympia on March 28th, 2006, when he was our guest on Radio 8 Ball. And uh, so, uh, Marvin, you know Mike. I know Mike, and, you know, I really like that song. You know, it's interesting. Um, I think that for a lot of people, that is the mood of the country. You know, I think that a lot of people are losing it and that's real stuff. You know, uh, that, that people are turning to, um, you know, uh, to, to uh, a, a um, there's like a, a, an inner negativity that, that, uh, and, which is leading to a craziness in our culture. And uh, we're coming to terms with that right now. And it's not easy. And I think he's I think he's touching. It's like he's hitting a nerve, you know, of what's really happening. Um, my personal way of, of get, getting through that, you know, is not to ignore uh, the, you know, the darkness, the psychoness of it, but to realize that's a part of the fabric as well. You know, and I think Mike touched upon it. You know, uh, I think if you put Neil Young and Leonard Cohen in a in a blender, uh, I think you would get uh, <laughs> Psycho Blues. <laughs> well, let's let's not let's yeah. not go blending our, our musical yeah. greats. We need them. We need their. That's we need right. them intact. Yeah, I, uh, I you're spot on. Total agreement uh, on all of this. And for me, it's this. It's that sense of. Uh, the the murderers calling from inside the house kind of it's one of the things like I it's very clear to me how everyone else is crazy right I can see whether you know whether it's uh, you know politically yeah. on the right yeah. or on the left I just got in an argument with someone who was like like they were posting one of these lists of like someone invited me to post 10 overrated films and I'm gonna do that every day I was like why would you want to like create more hate why don't you tell me 10 films right, exactly. you like yes i agree why, like 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 and like it's just like a very that's a totally yeah. small thing but to me it was like it was so clear that this person who is usually saying is nuts if that's what they're spending going to devote their next mm-hmm. 10 days to in covid when they're st- you're going to spend 10 days broadcasting what right. you and don't encourage, like and what? encouraging uh, others and to do the same other right. people to do right. the same thing and and I and I, and then I ended up getting in an argument with him. Not really an argument, but I posted about it. I got an, I posted a thing to him about it, and it's just one of those things where. So it's very clear to me, I can see other people's insanity, and I can I feel like, in some ways, I can kind of intuit that there's parts of me that are not, you know, I'm not as I'm not where I was when things were more normal. But I feel like I feel like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sane. But I feel like that's like the most insane place mm-hmm. to be. Like, I'm pretty sure of the things that mm-hmm. I'm sure of. And I'm willing to get in fights over them. And I'm not going to do some. Of, I'm not going to engage in some of the behavior that I think 
typifies crazy mm-hmm. behavior. But I feel like when I'm listening to this song, there's a part, a part of it that's speaking to me and saying, you know, when you can't trust, when, there, when everything's propaganda and everything's mm-hmm. reactionary, even the things that are true are there because of their context. If you believe a true thing, but it's out of context, that in itself is a kind of insanity. If you're hooked on one particular well, you know, truth, and so yeah, it, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, I'm just going on no, and on no. like a crazy person I, I, in the song. I think that <laughs> you know, I I think Mike touches into something that uh, the great the great power of art is that if you feel the 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 trigger of insanity, you know, then you can express that through, you know playing drums or playing guitar or, you know, writing a song or writing psycho blues. And you didn't hurt anybody. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a believer that if, if they just let Hitler go to art school, you know, he could have just been a, you know, a, 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 an unknown uh, artist. You, you and know, me, you and me both. I share that same belief. It would have been a lot yeah. different. Um, and, and, Someone else would have been well, Hitler. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hard to say. Hard, hard, hard to say that. You know, you get you get like <laughs> you get one of those uh, kind of characters uh, every so often. I, I, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. Um, but the, the point I'm making is that the, the beauty of our culture uh, allows for freedom of expression. And if, if you are sensing this build up uh, insanity within yourself and express it. I would rather see more people express themselves artistically and whether it's songwriting or or painting or drawing or or filmmaking or picture, whatever, you know, rather than, uh, you know, hurting each other and killing each other. What's, you know, so that's, that's, you know, one one resolves the insanity, the psychoness, you know, uh, in, into the world of art. The other one takes the same psychoness and says, I'm going to take you down with me, <laughs> you know. And so that's really the balance of where we are in our, you know, in our culture. And also it's important, I think, that to, to uh, have the ability to communicate with people who you do not agree with. And that seems to be becoming a lost art form. I'll give you a quick example. Many years ago, I was in Nashville and I was talking to someone and the person said, well, you know, Marvin, I'm a Republican. I said, that, that's cool. Let me, let me ask you a question as if we would have nothing in common. As soon as that person said that, as if we are no longer of the same species, I said, let me ask you something. So God forbid, I said, your house burns down, the fire department comes by, they save your house from burning to the ground, and they left you a bill for $25,000 for the 10 firemen and the three trucks, and you have a bill in the mailbox for $25,000. The mailbox didn't burn. Or you and I can agree that... Our society has taken on a social uh, agreement 
that we're going to allow people to pay into this system and you don't get a bill. These guys with a red truck, they show up, they save your belongings, and all you got to do is say thank you, and they drive away. So you would agree with that, right? You don't want to get a bill for $25,000 for these three fire trucks and eight guys to show up, right? Oh, no, no, I don't want to pay for that. So we agree on that, right? So all of a sudden, we had a moment that we could agree on, that all, all of a sudden, the, the someone who claimed that they were completely right wing was all of a sudden go, well, you know, that is what, you know, you're describing socialism where people actually agree to pay on something together and you don't have to personally pay for that. It's paid for by the society. So you're okay with that. Well, yeah, in that case I am. So all of a sudden we had a common ground. So all of a sudden the terminology, socialist, Republican, Everything kind of went out the window. It didn't matter. We both agreed that the red fire truck actually united us. It didn't divide us. And so I. So what, what, what's, what's happened? What you're saying is you're one of those outside agitators, came down south, started, turned one of these like God fearing Republicans into a communist. I wasn't, sur- I, I, Congratulations. I wasn't Bravo. turning anybody oh, in anything. I was just finding a <laughs> common ground that I'm not here to judge yeah. you by the label you're telling me that you got. And I, I don't want you to judge right. me by, uh, by anything. Let's find our common ground in this world. I'll give you another example. A very good friend of mine, he, he's a Republican. I haven't seen him in a long, long time. Dear friend, we used to play music all the time. And, you know, uh, we were in a band together in the late 70s. I've actually compiled a record to come out of our recordings and you know we have long conversations where he he's he he explains his point of view and i explain mine sometimes he'll say something go did you know this about that you know particular person i got didn't know that maybe i'll say something did you know this and we find the common ground sometimes we meet sometimes we correct each other sometimes we learn from each other and at the end of each conversation, we always end it with, wow, it's so great to connect with you. We may not end up uh, switching sides, but we know that in a way we're on the same side. You know, if there were aliens that came down and wanted to take over the world, all of a sudden we would all be united in going, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, but now we have each other to fight. And I think finding our commonality, it takes work. But it's worth the effort, I I think. I don't know, man. I, I you know, uh, I we, I think we that's something we've always said. Like, if there was like some common mm-hmm. enemy that would unite the world, then we would unite, and we have we that right have now. We do have that, and, and yet we, exact we still opposite. aren't united in this country, and and it's and it's a shame. I know it's but crazy. With, with the, it's gives you the psycho right? blues, uh, and, man. That's what yeah, we have the psycho and, blues. I, I think about a this. lot of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I live in Los Angeles, and if you dr- drive down the street, I just got a call from a friend of mine, incredible drummer, lives in Northridge. He goes, hey, man, I just drove to down Vine Street. I can't believe what's going on. It's like, you know, 10th after 10th after 10th after 10th. He goes, what happened? Well, when, did, when did that happen? You know, it just felt like overnight and that every night it just seems as it's getting worse. You know, I have a song on on. The album that I was talking to you about, What's the Mood of the Country Now, 
And one of the first songs on the record is called God Bless the Homeless. And I started writing that record, that song, in the mid-'80s. And I, I, I just I, I played it for a friend of mine, and then we, we kind of reworked it. And, and uh, so I have a take on it. And, uh, you know, this is really, this is real stuff, you know. It's, this is, this feels like, how did America get psycho? Uh, why are people going crazy against each other? Why, why do we... This should be like we should we should be in the golden digital age, you know, and that for a lot of people, that isn't what's happening. And I'm, it, it has some of it has to do with covid and a lot of it doesn't have to do with covid. Covid just seems like yeah. it, it just yeah, it, it exposed, exposed everything. everything that's under the goddamn carpet in this country. And, and we're mm-hmm. seeing things as they yeah. really are right now. And before it was like business as usual, everybody's too busy, we're all flying, we're all busy, we're all doing this. And, you know, now all of a sudden it's like the world has stopped and we're seeing things that we've never seen before and we're looking at each other. Uh, and my hope is to find commonality. My hope is, is that let's, let's unite by, 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 the, by the grace of a higher power rather than divide each other just for temporary uh, political concerns. You know, I would rather see us more united. That's my personal goal, but, you know, that, that's how I'm looking at it. Thank you for giving your attention and intention to this episode of Radio 8 Ball Season 3, The Appening, with our guest Marvin Etzioni. Please remember to subscribe to Radio 8 Ball in your podcast app, and if you like the show, please help other people find us by rating and reviewing Radio 8 Ball positively. If you tell your synchronicity story, I'll read it on the show. Of course, we encourage you to download the Radio 8 Ball app from the iTunes App Store. And finally, I do hope you'll join our Patreon campaign and follow us backstage for my pop oracle reading where I asked, Is this what I asked for? The Patreon link is in the show notes. We're going to go out with God Bless the Homeless, a sneak peek of a new song from Marvin's upcoming album, What's the mood of the country now? And with that, I'm out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. Shelter on the streets And who's gonna